0: Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. What is going on, guys? Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off the Script. This is your Friday Night SmackDown and AEW Rampage post show for September 16th, 2022. I am your host, JD from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS Beer Garden. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your cool and crisp New York City. Friday nights, wherever you may be. Um, Today felt like fall, man. Tonight felt like fall. I did not have a fall-like cold beverage tonight because being that I'm an old man, if I had any alcohol tonight, man, I probably would have been asleep because Rampage is fucking boring for all the fucking bots online that want to argue with me. What show did you watch tonight, man? Why do you got to c- c- complain about everything? Urgh. If I had anything to drink, man, I would have been passed out by 10.15. That's how boring Rampage was. And I don't mean that in a I hate AEW way. I've been saying the same. thing. I don't know where the fuck you guys been. I've been saying the same thing for months now about Rampage. All in all, Friday night tonight was uh, not a good night. Uh, By the way, I I did want to say, I completely got off track because I was making fun of the geeks online. Um, The venue, the OTS venue, the original venue, man, we're going to be making our home in the OTS venue for the rest of the summer, man. We got all through September for the beer garden. It would not feel right if I worked out of the beer garden going into October and November and December It's more of a summary vibe. So we're going into the darkened, very dive bar-esque Gotham vibe of the original OTS venue starting October, the first show in October that we do, whatever it may be. We're going back to the old OTS venue. I may actually have some surprises for the venue. Uh, I'm going to get my guys to redo some things. I'm going to get some new artwork done. We're going to make it really classy. We're going to up the production value even more so that geeks like Ryan Satin can continue to enjoy themselves at a Friday Night Smackdown like a a blithering idiot while he begs for fucking interviews on the WWE roster. Anyway, uh, Smackdown tonight. It's all about Logan Paul. It's all about Logan Paul. It's all about Roman Reigns. I had a couple of old-fashioned last night, and I had an epiphany. I didn't get wasted or anything. I had two old-fashions, watched me some new ghost adventures, and I went to sleep at midnight because I was exhausted. I woke up this morning, and I said on Twitter, we're getting Logan Paul and Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel, aren't we, for the undisputed... WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship. Lo and behold, Dave Meltzer tweets this afternoon major breaking news coming out of WWE. And here I am thinking it's a new major signing that Bray Wyatt is coming back or something along those lines. No, it's just Logan Paul and Roman Reigns in the main event of Crown Jewel. For the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship. I put it out there in the universe and lo and behold, it happened. I wish it worked like that in any other way. The Braves to 2 repeat the World Series. Let's see if that happens. Maybe we hit the Powerball jackpot and I get the fuck out of this hellhole New York City. Maybe. I wish things would work that way. Tony Storm would knock on my door, hey, I I dumb Juice Robinson. Let's go, uh, let's go to somewhere and just get the fuck away from everybody. No, no. Now, things don't work like that. Logan Paul and Roman Reigns, though, is what WWE wants to go and do. Now, I understand, I understand why WWE is doing this. In fact, you know, for all the people I want to complain about my, point of view clearly you have a memory of a goldfish i put out on twitter when logan paul first signed to the wwe i don't mind logan paul as an active wwe performer i don't i said the way he worked in the first thing that we saw him i think it would be great we saw him work wrestlemania he was one of the highlights of wrestlemania I enjoyed his match more so than a lot of things on WrestleMania's entire weekend. I said, if they want to use him sparingly, and they want to use him for big money matches, and they want to use him for a Royal Rumble, or a SummerSlam, or a WrestleMania, whatever the case may be, it's fine. As long as he's not taking championship opportunities away from somebody As long as he's not on TV, taking a roster spot and TV time away from people that are more deserving of it, so be it. I'm okay with it. So we get this news about Logan Paul and Roman Reigns. It's not official yet, but WWE will be making it official. We got Extreme Rules to go through first, and then we got Crown Jewel coming up on November 5th, I believe is the date. I get why they're doing it. I understand why they're doing it. I'm not a dummy. I've been doing this too long, and I know why they're doing it. Hey, it's crown jewel. They need a big money match. They need something that's going to fucking just go out there and make the Saudi government happy with glee. And they need to make the crown prince happy. Ah, what are we paying for? I'm paying for the biggest names in all of entertainment. Logan Paul and Roman Reigns, great, great. That's what I'm paying money for. That's what my people want to see. Fine, fine. I'm glad it's not happening at a SummerSlam. I'm glad it's not happening at a Survivor Series. I'm glad it's not happening at a Royal Rumble. I'm glad that it's in Saudi. I'm glad. Now, don't go out there and tell me this is what the consensus was from the people out there online that did not want to hear any negativity in regards to this. I don't want to hear you tell me, oh, it's only at Crown Jewel, nobody gives a shit, blah, 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 blah. It's at Crown Jewel, a show nobody cares about. That may be you. So when I hear that, I actively think, Well, you're asking WWE to basically go out every single week in the build for this match to give us television time in regards to a feud for pay-per-view that you ultimately don't care about. So when I look at this, you want WWE to put this match on and have it go on as planned that a pay-per-view nobody gives a shit about while wasting my fucking time watching SmackDown. Five, six, seven weeks of build for this shit. That's your excuse. See, these are the people that pissed me the fuck off. And this is the reason why I rant on these fucking simple-minded fucking buffoons. Yes, it's Crown Jewel. Nobody gives a shit about it. Why don't you give a shit about it? Because it's the Saudi government. Fine. Fine. You could feel any which way you want about the WWE Saudi events. But you're wasting my fucking time by giving me this shit at Crown Jewel and then asking me to care about it. Because it's Roman Reigns and Logan Paul in a big money match, but you got to waste fucking seven weeks of TV time on a pay-per-view that you tell me people don't give a fuck about. I give a fuck about it because it's my valuable time wasted. That's number one. So you can shut the fuck up and get the fuck out of here. I don't want to hear that fucking lame excuse. You like your time wasted? Time is money. My time is money. I could be doing anything else. I don't have to fucking sit here on a Friday night. I opt to do it because I love to do it, but I don't have to do it. I don't want to waste my fucking time. And WWE is going to force me to waste my fucking time. I get why they're doing it. The other thing that I don't understand, this is another excuse that the geeks out there want to throw at me. Oh, well, It's Crown Jewel. Nobody cares about it. And better off being Logan Paul than somebody else. (laughs) Or anybody else. Why do you want to waste a feud on Roman Reigns and Crown Jewel? (laughs) This is another one of the excuses that I hear. Oh, really? Let me tell you something. I don't know where the fuck you've been for the last two and a half years. Everybody's been wasted on Roman Reigns. This entire title run has been a fucking waste. They've done nothing but build up Roman Reigns. They've done nothing with this title reign to build anybody else up through this title reign. I don't give a fuck who's in there. Anybody that would have went in there, if Logan Paul wasn't the guy, anybody that would have went to Crown Jewel would have been a loser. But I don't want to hear you tell me that Roman Reigns has no other opponents. I don't want you to tell me, oh, well, oh, it's better than wasting somebody else. <laughs> really? I can name five fucking guys right now that would be a better match for Roman Reigns, and it wouldn't matter at all because at the end of it all, it would be a loss. Now, some of these guys I get. You don't want to run through these guys. But don't tell me that Roman Reigns has a shortage of opponents. Bobby Lashley, I don't know what the fuck they're waiting for on that, could easily get a good banger out of those two, right? Could have happened when the Hurt Business was still together. Vince McMahon didn't want it. He thought Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander were losers. So the Hurt Business went away. We never got that match. And we never got that feud with the Hurt Business And the bloodline, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles. Where's AJ Styles? Did he disappear off the face of the fucking planet? Where's AJ Styles? Oh, that's right. To you geeks out there, that isn't a marquee match for Crown Jewel. You gotta be fucking kidding me with this line of fucking rhetoric by these geeks online. Roman Reigns and AJ Styles can main event any pay-per-view across the globe. No, but it's not good for the prince. though. it's not good for Crown Jewel, right? Not good for Crown Jewel. It's not good for uh, a Roman Reigns uh, in-between snack right? Give me a fucking break. What about Braun Strowman? What about Braun Strowman? They got Braun Strowman running through Alpha Academy. Why? I don't know. But Braun Strowman could have built him up over the last seven weeks or so to go to Crown Jewel, right? Could do Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. That's not a big money match there? That's Braun Strowman's greatest rival, it's one of Roman Reigns' best matches, best feuds, period. is with Braun Strowman. I don't really like the hee-hee! You know, I don't I don't really give a shit about Braun Strowman. But don't tell me that they wouldn't put on a banger of a match. No, no, Braun Strowman can't lose, though, right? Yeah, Braun Strowman can't lose. You'd rather him, you'd rather him run through the fucking Alpha Academy than lose to Roman Reigns, right? Should they? Bunch of fucking idiots that I see everywhere. I don't even know why the fuck I'm on Twitter, to be honest with you. I, I become dumber because you guys spew your bullshit at me. So you got Bobby Lashley, you got AJ Styles, you got Braun Roman. I'm sorry, I failed to see why you can't do those three matches. Or one of those three matches, I should say. Then you got Kevin Owens. Then you got Kevin Owens. Now, the reason why Kevin Owens isn't going to wrestle Roman Reigns is because Kevin Owens doesn't wrestle at the Saudi shows because he doesn't really comply with the reasoning of going over there. That's fine. That's fine. I respect KO greatly for that. That's a big money night. He'd rather have his pride and stick to his guns and his beliefs instead of going over there and being away from his family. And it's a long trek, And whatever the political reasoning is, he might not agree with it. So be it. But Kevin Owens, he's another guy. Do you expect Kevin Owens to beat Roman Reigns? Why not? It's a built-in feud they've been building towards it. So you mean to tell me that that doesn't make sense? A great story leading into Crown Jewel is not a good enough match for Roman Reigns, right? It's not good enough to main event Crown Jewel, right? Why? Because the prince says so? Fuck the prince. I don't give a shit. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Then we got Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Now, I get why they're not going to do Seth Rollins. This is probably the biggest money match of them all. They got him right now kind of uninterestingly feuding with Bobby Lashley over the United States Championship. And this is basically the thing right now that's going to tide Seth Rollins over until we get a world championship back on Monday night. I get why they wouldn't do this one. It's probably the most intriguing match of all five guys. But I could see them holding off on Seth Rollins till Survivor Series. Maybe. I don't know. Either Survivor Series or the Royal Rumble. It would be the one-year anniversary of when they last were in the ring. So Rollins and Reigns at the Royal Rumble, I could see that. Or we could get the 10-year anniversary of The Shield with Roman defending against Seth Rollins. I don't know what Triple H has planned for Survivor Series. It could be a four-on-four. It could be a five-on-five. It could be a one-on-one with Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. It could be a War Games match. We don't know what the fuck he's got planned. But those five matches, WWE could do. But I have people telling me that Roman Reigns has a shortage of opponents. You have a shortage of brain cells. I'm going to need you to shut the fuck up and listen to me when I speak because I seem to be the only one with some intelligence around here. I get why they're doing Logan Paul. I really, really do get why they're doing Logan Paul and Roman Reigns. For all the people that say, oh, it's great for business. It's great for business. Social media numbers are going to be up, and people are going to come over from Logan Paul's camp to watch him wrestle Roman Reigns, and his audience is going to sign up for Peacock, and ratings are going to be up, and all this other bullshit that I got to hear. Ratings are already up without Logan Paul. How much more up are are the ratings going to be? How? It's not going to be any more up than it already is. They're already trending at 2-4 on Friday night. How much more rating increase they're going to get? Not much. Their social media numbers may go up if there's a face-to-face or a contract signing or, or this conference, this press conference that they have in Las Vegas this Saturday. Whatever. Do it for your social media numbers. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I get why they're doing it. You can chime in and fucking tweet me about what's good for business and all this other shit. After tonight, I'm going to take my cap and stick that motherfucker right at the top of the mountain. I'm going to plant my fucking cap right on top of that flag. After the reaction we got tonight with Logan Paul in the ring, cutting a promo on Paul Heyman, and Paul Heyman cutting a promo on Logan Paul, Sami Zayn getting involved and him getting knocked out by Logan Paul with a very mid-right hand. I don't know how anybody could look at that segment and think anything but failure. I mean, I don't know what you guys want out of this. I don't know what you guys saw out of this, but what I saw was a disinterested, unenthusiastic L.A. crowd or Southern California crowd, wherever the fuck they were, Anaheim, Anaheim crowd with the disinterested fucking feeling of Logan Paul and Roman Reigns in a main event for the world title. That crowd reaction was was anything, was anything, it wasn't even a surprise, I expected that type of reaction. I wasn't surprised. I wasn't taken aback by what I heard. That reaction to Logan Paul when he mentioned all this and he was speaking about potentially taking the title from Roman Reigns, everything that that man said, the crowd in Anaheim, he believed himself and they did not believe in him. That's what it boils down to. Every single person in attendance tonight at SmackDown did not believe a single fucking word Out of Logan Paul's mouth. And that is where I stand corrected. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody expects Logan Paul to win the world title. Nobody expects Logan Paul to go in there and wrestle Roman Reigns for 15 minutes. Nobody expects Logan Paul to do anything against Roman Reigns. So when he speaks, it will go unheard. When he speaks, it will be met with, this shit sucks. When he speaks, it will be met with disinterested, feeling, and unenthusiastic people sitting in attendance. That's what I got tonight. It showed. I don't need to sit here and rant on it because I think it sucks. The crowd tonight also thought it sucked. All 8,000, 9,000 of them, however many thousands there were, Every single person in attendance at SmackDown tonight felt disinterested and unenthusiastic and did not believe a single fucking word out of this man's mouth. So you can chime in about, oh, it's good for business, it's good here, it's good there, it's going to bring WWE more notoriety, it's going to give Roman Reigns a bigger push up the mountain before he gets to The Rock, and it's going to give him more Hollywood spotlight before he wrestles Dwayne. Fuck off! I don't wanna hear this shit. Every single person in attendance gave you their exact feeling tonight. All you had to do was listen. You felt the disinterest in that crowd. The other thing I don't really like about it is the fact that WWE, you know, they they wanna they wanna pretend like it makes sense. Oh yeah, this is where the big matches happen, right? Okay. So what you're telling me is that Logan Paul, who's done nothing but wrestle The Miz, is good enough over everybody else on that roster to get a world championship match because he's Logan Paul. See, this is where Pete—and yes, this shit's been happening for decades upon decades upon decades upon decades. I get it. But that doesn't make it right. I don't give a shit. So you're basically asking me to be okay with Logan Paul, who wrestled one fucking match— against The Miz, beat The Miz, he's good enough for a world championship match against Roman Reigns on a major premium live event, right? You want me to believe that? I find that to be absolutely absurd and ridiculous. It makes no sense at all. If I'm somebody else on that roster... Yeah, I could use the lame excuse of, it's good for business. Yeah, it's going to bring WWE more notoriety. Yeah, it's going to bring WWE more money. It means more money for me. While you sit on the fucking sidelines and twiddle your fucking thumbs while somebody else is in the main event that you could fucking be in. That five other guys I just mentioned could be in. Yeah, but Logan Paul's getting the world title match and you're okay with that because it's Logan fucking Paul. It's not really why I wanted him in the WWE to begin with. Wrestling for a world championship? Wow, we really jumped the gun big time there, didn't we, WWE? I didn't know whether Paul Levesque was booking this or Vince McMahon fucking crawled in from somewhere into the shadows again, booking WWE.
1: There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. You can sit there
0: and bitch and moan that I'm bitching and moaning and you can give me every analytical fucking detail under the sun. I don't care. I don't. I don't. I don't want to hear your business metrics. I don't want to hear your fucking 4.0 GPA reasons why this makes sense. I don't want to hear about stocks. I don't want to hear about fucking why it needs to happen, ratings and TikToks and all this other shit. Fuck off. Fuck off. WWE has generated higher ratings, not Monday night because they got slaughtered by Monday Night Football. WWE's generated higher ratings in the last seven weeks than they have in the last 15 years. Paul Levesque has been in charge for eight weeks. He's raised Monday Night Raw's ratings from a 1-5, 6 weekly to a 2-1 He's raised SmackDown's ratings from a one eight one nine to a three weekly that you think Logan Paul is going to add on top of that and add more interest to the product. Logan Paul, right? Give me a fucking break. Give me a fucking break. You are a complete, and I mean this with every fiber of my being, you are a complete fucking idiot. Every single one of you who believe the shit that you read online from the UK geeks to the wrestle geeks to fucking sap who want to spew this fucking narrative because they got to be within good standing and they can't speak out about it because it's not within their fucking demographic. This is a huge fucking L. L. L! That's all I have to say on that. Now, you want my positive take on it? They'll probably have a great match. But I'll tell you this. Logan Paul, no matter how good he's been in the two times that we've seen him, nobody expects Logan Paul to go in there and have a fucking Bret Hart, Matt Classic with Roman Reigns. I'm telling you this right now. If the match lasts five minutes, five minutes, if it goes any more than five minutes, then I'm deeming it a fucking failure. Roman Reigns should wipe the floor with Logan Paul. Wipe the fucking floor. This is the tribal chief. This is the head of the table. This is the guy that you are wanting to hold the title for a thousand fucking days. He's ran through everybody WWE's put in front of him. You mean to tell me he can't take a little old Logan Paul in five minutes? Give me a fucking break. How long did somebody got shacked it for me? How long did Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman last? Seriously, what a god! Three minutes, four minutes—that's exactly what it needs to be. No way. No way. Give me a break with this shit. I hope you all learned a valuable lesson here. Don't fuck with me. Don't get me angry. I love when I make people, a lot of people, look like a bunch of idiots, man. There's absolutely no way at all possible you can refute anything I just said here. No, but continue giving me your business metrics and your TikTok analytics and your Instagram fucking stories and views and all this other shit. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. That is on the back end of what I give a shit about. I don't give a fuck about that. I care about my time, my valuable time being wasted. But you guys don't think Ground Jewel is a good enough show to care about. So, you know, you guys want to go out there and say that, but you got no fucking problem with them spending six weeks of WWE build for Logan Paul and Roman Reigns for the biggest prize in this fucking sport, mind you. Sure. Sure thing. Sure thing. I don't know what, I I, I, I can end the review right there. I can end the review right there. What else you want to talk about? Might as well get into the, uh, the usual shit. Thank you, guys. I feel, I feel better, man. I feel better. Now that I got all that off my chest, man, I feel a lot better. Thank you guys for uh, hanging out on your Friday nights, man. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Thank you guys for the love on TikTok. Thank you for the love on Cameo. Appreciate you guys very much. We are nearing 45,000 followers on Twitter, so if you guys don't have a Twitter, get one. If you guys are not following me on Twitter and you're just finding me tonight, you didn't realize that I had a Twitter. Go and follow me. Hit that subscribe button as well down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. We are uh, a little bit away from halfway to 138,000 subscribers on YouTube. Tonight's show sponsored by a brand new sponsor, man. I, this goes in line with everything that I do here, man. Everything about the venue, everything about what I'm about. Everything that I enjoy, man. I am so fucking pumped to have these guys on board, man. Tonight's show is sponsored by Z-Botics. There you go. Look at that. Look at this sexy packaging, bro. We're going to talk about Z-Botics a little bit later. Look at that. Look at that. What is it, man? It's a free alcohol probiotic drink. This shit is awesome. It works. Z-Botics. What you basically do is if you know you're going to go out for a couple of drinks and have a good time, man, you pop one of these about two to three hours before you go out. And you can have a, a good time. You go out and have a good time. And when you think that you may end up with a hangover the next day, if you, if you feel like you're going to feel a little fuzzy the next day, this is going to take care of that, man. You're going to wake up fresh as a daisy. You got work to do. And want to skimp on the drinks because you got a lot of shit to do the next day? Let Z Biotics take care for you, man. We're going to talk about these guys a little bit later, man. I love this shit. And I'm glad they're sponsoring the show tonight, man. The link is in the comment section. Go check that out, man. Click that. You're going to save 15% off your first purchase. Go check out all the other content on the channel. Everything you need is on the homepage. we were live Monday night. We were live Wednesday night. We did an extra yesterday on NXT. We'll talk more about that on Sunday, episode 444. And next Wednesday's Dynamite Man is Grand Slam. Grand Slam. We're having a meet and greet on Wednesday, man. 3 p.m. next Wednesday. Place is called Woodlot Bar in Woodside. That is Woodlot. And the reason why I chose it was because... Uh... Wood! Yes, I do everything with a purpose, man. Classy, classy cocktail bar. They got a dedicated OTS menu... With food. They got whiskey. They got cold beverages that are right up my alley. Next Wednesday, Woodside Avenue. Woodside, New York. Right before Grand Slam. 3 p.m. OTS VIP meetup. Should be awesome, man. Literally a 12-minute drive to Arthur Ashe. And about six or seven stops on the train to Arthur Ashe. You guys are within vicinity. So make sure you guys come and see me. We will have merch. We will have the OTS title belt for pictures. We will have uh, drinks and food. It would be a shame you don't come and see this, man. Come and hang out. And as always, I'm going to need you guys to hit that thumbs up. I need a thousand minimum. A thousand minimum. No doubt about it. So hit that thumbs up. And super chats are open. Get them on in. We're going to hang out at the end of the show and drink our cold beverages i appreciate all you guys that have sent in the super chats already wood lots w-o-o-d l-o-t wood lots wood like kevin dunn and lot l-o-t is the name of the place look it up anyway that's what i got that's uh the latest there Let's get into uh, SmackDown. I ranted on Logan Paul. I don't know what else you guys want me to talk about as far as Logan Paul. We already spent a good portion of the show talking about ranting about Logan Paul. That was basically everything in the open of the show. He came out there, and he came across like a total heel out there, did Logan Paul. Fans booed Paul, gave him the what treatment. Yeah, they're really excited about this match. He tried to get them to stop, but, but he failed. Paul noted that his mouth got him in trouble again, like the time he challenged Floyd Mayweather. He recapped the angle from his podcast. Paul set up a press conference for tomorrow in Vegas and challenged Reigns to show up. Paul Heyman, the Usos, Solo Sokoa, and the honorary Oos. Sami Zayn interrupted. They made their way to the ring. Fans love Sami Zayn. Everybody loves Sami Zayn, but Jey Uso. Heyman gets in the ring. Nice to see Paul Heyman back. Claimed that Logan Paul could be a Paul Heyman guy. For everybody that wants to be a Paul Heyman guy that is not in this business, an outsider, he considered Logan Paul a a, a Paul Heyman guy. He loved to make Logan Paul a Paul Heyman guy. Heyman discussed Paul going the distance with Mayweather. He even compared Paul to Rocky going the distance And Paul Heyman was great here. It was nice to see him back on SmackDown. And he called him an athlete, a global sensation. He then talked about Mayweather, like I said. He noted how much taller he is than Mayweather, but Mayweather would headbutt him in the testicles if he stood in front of him. Heyman said he wouldn't fight Mayweather. Logan says he wouldn't want to fight anybody, period, let alone Mayweather. Heyman predicted Anderson Silva is going to knock out Jake Paul. Because apparently he called out Anderson Silva did Jake Paul. Heyman says he shouldn't have opened his mouth about Roman Reigns, even if he and his brother have changed the fight game. He said he should make a smart decision and pick a fight with somebody else. Logan said Heyman knows how this works, implying the money at stake. Logan said it's just a press conference. He asked what they're all so afraid of. He asked Paul Heyman if he's afraid That he might challenge Roman Reigns at the press conference for the world title. And this is where the crowd just got very agitated and started booing him. The indifference and the unenthusiastic reaction to this announcement, this potential announcement, was very, very staggering and not shocking at all. Staggering to the geeks out there that didn't believe anything that I said. And not shocking to me because I knew exactly what was going to happen. They want this guy to be a babyface. They tried to make him a babyface going into the match with The Miz, and they somewhat succeeded with his performance at SummerSlam. Now they all wiped that away. Logan Paul is going to make Roman Reigns into a babyface. Now, it may be a different reaction in Saudi Arabia. I mean, they're as casual as casual can be, so they may actually cheer Logan Paul. They don't really boo anybody over there that, that the United States does. Everybody here hates Logan Paul. He's a villain here. So even though he really isn't a villain, people are going to boo him here because we just feel the way we feel about people. We just don't like people for no reason. But Saudi Arabia may, may cheer Logan Paul. I don't know. So we'll see what happens. So the press conference Saturday for the title, he said Heyman would assume Reigns would smash him, and you're probably right. He said all it takes, though, is one lucky shot bro, you ain't got any lucky shots against Roman Reigns. And what if I drop your tribal chief like a sack of potatoes? And what if I beat Roman Reigns for the universal championship? I don't think that's gonna happen there, Mr. Paul. Heyman said, if, if, if your brother had balls, he'd be your sister. He doesn't, so he's not. I don't know how that works, but that was said. Heyman told Logan, now I have to handle you. He called Solo Sokoa into the ring. Solo stepped on the apron. Logan bet that he could knock Heyman out before Solo gets in the ring to get him. Heyman backed away. Sami Zayn stepped into the ring. Fans began chanting, Sammy, Sammy. He told Heyman and Solo, I got it, you're good. Solo stepped down to the floor. Heyman leaned into the corner. He looked a little agitated here. Sami told Heyman, Paul, you might not be the right person for the job here. He said maybe Reigns should let me, handle Logan Paul. Heyman threw the microphone up in the air. He left the ring. Go ahead, he's all yours. Sammy, saying, S- Sammy said a little diplomacy goes a long way. So Sammy walked up to Logan, said he wanted to explain how things work around here. Logan didn't want to hear Sammy Zane. He punched him right in the chin, very mid-right hand. Fans booed because everybody loves Sammy. Logan looked down at Sammy The Usos and Solo ran into the ring. Logan bailed out. Ricochet walks out. He stood behind Logan Paul as backup. And that was basically the end of the segment. And we led right into a match with Sami Zayn and Ricochet to open SmackDown. I'm not going to go over what I said again about Logan Paul and Roman Reigns. You guys want my opinion on it. Go and check that out. But I feel the way I feel about it. I get why they're doing it. I don't agree with it. I don't like it. I think it's a waste of everybody's time. You know, but there's a bunch of uh, analysts and stockholders online that want to chime in about why this is good for business. Meanwhile, they can't even get a fucking podcast to sound correct and right. Meanwhile, I'm hearing business. I'm hearing business statistics and analytics and business advice from fucking people that can't operate a fucking microphone correctly. Bunch of fucking geeks. You can't even handle your fucking YouTube channel with shit with shit camera, shit microphone, shit artwork, and you want me and you want you want me to listen to you and I got to hear you type away on your fucking keyboard that I'm sure is sprinkled with fucking peanuts and potato chips, right? Sweat. You want to give me business? Business news and business acumen on why Logan Paul and Roman Reigns was good for WWE business. You fucking kidding me? Fuck out of here, man. Bunch of fucking comedians online. Honestly. Shit sucks. It sucks. Sami Zayn and Ricochet. This did not suck. This did not suck whatsoever. I, I enjoyed this match. And at least, at least, this played At least they gave you a little sliver of dissension here between Sami Zayn and Jey Uso. I thought this was good. Sami Zayn gained their only advantage here with a shoulder tackle and you guessed it, the chin lock. Even Sami Zayn is uh, good enough, right? He's good enough to not escape the chin lock. So Ricochet starts to fight back. Sami Zayn... Slipped out of the ring. He got in Logan Paul's face, who was still out there in Ricochet's corner. This allowed Ricochet to get the advantage on Sami Zayn because Zayn wanted to jaw jack with Logan Paul. Zayn tripped up Ricochet on the ropes to take over. Zayn slowed the pace down with a chin lock again. Zayn climbed to the top rope. Ricochet leapt up. Zayn knocked Ricochet back down, jumped off. Ricochet recovered. Rocked Zayn with a beautiful... Looking drop kick, Ricochet ran wild, hit a springboard crossbody. He went for a cover, got a near fall. He went for a standing moonsault, but Zane got the knees up. Heyman accidentally on the outside. I don't know what had happened here. All, we, all of a sudden, we see Paul Heyman getting into it with Michael Cole. Heyman accidentally knocked over Michael Cole's soda on the announce desk. And Michael Cole hauled it out on commentary. Heyman tried to clean it up. There was a big puddle of soda all over his papers and paperwork on the desk. Paul Heyman goes over there, takes the fucking soda, and dumps the soda all over the announce table. And Michael Cole is like agitated and laughing at the same time. Yeah, that's real That's real professional of you, Paul. That's real great, real, real, real cute, says Michael Cole. Hilarious. I don't know where that came from, but it happened. Ricochet climbed the top rope. Usos caused a distraction. Zayn took advantage of this distraction and hit a beautiful blue thunderbomb. And Paul caused a distraction for Sami Zayn. Referee did not see the pin attempt here by Sami Zayn off the blue thunderbomb. Zayn, he only got a two count off of it. He regained control. He basically had the match won, did Sami Jay inadvertently distracted the referee, preventing Sami Zayn from winning the match against Ricochet. Sami Zayn goes to the outside. He bumps heads with Jay Uso. What are you doing? What are you doing? Why? He argued with Jay at ringside. Jimmy had to get in between them. This is not the time and place. This is about you. Get in the ring. Ricochet hit a huge dive, wiping out both Jimmy, Jay, and Sami Zayn. He then hit a 450 splash on Sami Zayn in the ring, after that big dive for the one, two, three. And Ricochet gets another victory in the Triple H era. or the Triple H administration. Bloodline faced off with Paul and Ricochet. All of a sudden, Madcap Moss ran down to even the odds. He had a steel chair in his hand. And Madcap, he is getting a North American championship title match tonight against Solo Sokoa. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I still couldn't figure out why he got a North American Championship match out of the blue. I guess Triple H was excited about having the bloodline have another championship and Solo winning that championship, bringing it to Friday night and getting it on the show. Hey, it's here. He's in the building. He's in the bloodline. Why not? Let's do a title match. I don't know. No logic, no sense of it, but Matt Cap versus Solo was happening later on in the night. Fun match between Sammy and... Ricochet continued the little dissension there between Jay and Sammy, which eventually will blow over at some point. When? I don't know. It's a matter of when, not if. Sammy's going to be booted out of the bloodline. Sammy does have some friends in the bloodline, though. Solo Sokoa's taking a liking to him. Jimmy Uso doesn't really seem to mind Sammy Zane. Finds him a little humorous. Jay Uso is the one that doesn't trust Sammy. Jay Uso is the one that's frustrated most with Sammy. Paul Heyman as well. I don't know. It's all what Roman says. If Roman doesn't want him there, Roman's not going to want him there. Very interesting situation there, but I'm glad even amongst all this bullshit, they're still teasing the dissension with Sami Zayn being booted out of the bloodline. It's going to happen. We got a vignette of Harry and Cross and Scarlett once again in black and white. Was talking about Drew McIntyre, and he is now the newly appointed people's executioner, is what he said. He said he made pitiful noises. Scarlett said, Oh, poor baby. He said Drew fought back and then faded away like everybody else last week as Cross applied the Cross Jacket sleeper. He said he rewrites history. He said he'll remain on an endless loop of suffering. And then he ended the the video package with a TikTok. People in attendance tonight, this is very interesting. People in attendance tonight saw something odd happen on SmackDown. It was during a commercial break and it was in regards to new theme music. Now, the picture I'm looking at I don't know. The crowd is pulling out their cell phones and you see a picture of it very reminiscent of the Fireflies with Bray Wyatt. They're waving their phones around. Apparently, several fans in attendance at WWE Smackdown tonight, in Anaheim, noted on social media that White Rabbit played during a commercial break. Nothing else was said. But if you guys go on Twitter, you can see some fan camp footage of this. This has led to speculation that WWE has paid for the rights to use the song for somebody on the main roster. Bray Wyatt's name has been in the news as of late after it was reported that he had talks about a possible WWE return, which I'll have more on, this weekend. There's more news about Bray Wyatt coming to WWE. There was also a news article that WWE Triple H, in fact is going to continue bringing back surprises over the next weeks, months, into his regime. Now, Bray Wyatt obviously sticks out as the most logical candidate for a new theme song, White Rabbit. That would go well with Bray Wyatt. It seems more likely the song is for Karrion Cross because he was known as the White Rabbit when he was in Lucha Underground. Cross did not appear live on SmackDown this week, but he appeared in a uh, pre-taped promo segment, which I just talked about, along with Scarlett. Cross is currently feuding with Drew McIntyre, as you guys know, and they look like, it looks like they will be wrestling each other at Extreme Rules in Philadelphia. You guys can actually go to uh, wrestlingnews.co on Twitter and go check out the video of what I'm talking about. Now, it may be nothing. It may be nothing. A lot of people were uh, talking about Bray Wyatt. But it looks like it could be a carrying cross deal. I don't know why they changed Cross's theme. That's the thing that gets me. Why would you change Cross's theme? I don't really understand that. It legitimately could be for anything. We don't know. I don't know. WWE could have just gave a special glimpse into something potentially coming that doesn't have to do with Cross in regards to this music. I, I have no idea. No idea whatsoever. So... That is a very interesting tidbit that was uh, revealed today coming out of SmackDown if you guys are on social media. Max and Maxine Dupree, they were in the ring. Big spotlight on them in the middle of the ring. Max Dupree said they were there to introduce the maximum male models back to school collection. Michael Cole then said, back to school. Didn't school start like a month ago? So, all of a sudden, he is talking about what he's about to do with the maximum male models here. And Dupree noted that they're not far, they're in Anaheim, but they're in the shadow of L.A. And he looked around and he looked like he was thinking. We're in the shadow of L.A., and it got him thinking, you know? You got to start the day to get to the night, is what we got last week. So it looks like we are getting a potential L.A. night return, and thankfully, thank God he will be removed from this Maximum Male Model's childish, cartoonish garbage. I think this is best for business. I'm very excited to see. This is the most exciting that the Maximum Male Models have been, and it has nothing to do with the Maximum Male Models. I love it. So he's teasing L.A. Night's return, and these two geeks, Mansoir and Massey, they walk down the aisle. We got Massey looking like Angus Young from ACDC, dressed up in the, the short boy shorts and the fucking... You know, blazer and the white dress shirt with the tie and they got backpacks on, they got lunch boxes. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Whoever enjoys this shit, I genuinely feel sorry for you. I feel sorry for you if you have to go on your podcast and say, "Oh, I like the maximum male models." <laughs> this shit sucks. It's awful. All of a sudden, Braun Strowman's music plays. They get all wide-eyed. And this is legitimately the best thing that Braun Strowman has done since he's come back to the WWE. It's been two weeks. But this is the best thing he's done so far. He absolutely steamrolled through these guys. Shoulder tackling them right in the aisleway. They go flying. He hit them from behind. Braun powerbombed Mansoir in the ring. All of a sudden, Chad Gable's music hits. He walked out. Very brave of Chad Gable, says Corey Graves. Otis then attacked Braun from behind. It was all a distraction. Braun brushed off the attack, clotheslined Otis down. Gable ran in. Braun beat him up. Otis recovered, punched away at Braun, and then he gave him the world's strongest slam. Otis slammed Braun Strowman. He celebrated. He left the ring. Braun Strowman sat up like the Undertaker. And the match is made. Braun Strowman versus Otis. Next week on Friday Night SmackDown. Again, I've been saying this for the last week, week and a half. I don't know why Alpha Academy is being fed to Braun Strowman. I don't. This is beneath both of them. Being put in this situation against Braun Strowman is beneath both Chad Gable and Otis. They are a great tag team. Chad Gable has done phenomenal work. And yet here he is. He's being used like a fucking fool to build up Ron Strowman. And here we are asking, when is Chad Gable gonna get what he deserves? When is Alpha Academy gonna get what they deserve? You know, if you revitalize your tag team division, Alpha Academy better be at the fucking top or near the top. They're a great fucking tag team. This is beneath both of them. And all for what? To get Braun Strowman some fucking wins on the main roster again after coming back, after being away for a year and a half? That's your best? That's your best. Have him squash MMM in a two-on-one match. I'd rather see that than have him go and destroy Otis and Gable. It's fucking ridiculous. The fuck are we doing? Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky. They walk out. We got damage control on the show. Bailey said she's back on SmackDown. She touted being everyone's role model. Ding dong. Hello, says Bailey. Kai said, as champs, they can go to any brand they want, anytime they want, to do whatever they want. Bailey said, this is what greatness looks like. EO says, we are the new women's tag team champions. She said, damage control has the power to win championships, said Bailey. The power to determine the future of Raw and SmackDown and possibly NXT. And the power to stop anyone who gets in their way. So all of a sudden we got Raquel. I can't even do it tonight. I can't even do it tonight. Raquel. Rodriguez comes out, no smiling. We didn't get, he, he, he. we didn't get smiley, Raquel. We got angry, Raquel. Rodriguez, Gonzalez. She was angry tonight. She comes out and she said she doesn't see greatness. She sees three bullies. She said they're powerless to stop her from getting revenge. She charged into the ring, chased them all away. And we get a one-on-one match with Raquel Rodriguez-Gonzalez against Bailey. Hee, <laughs> hee, hee, Rodriguez. No smiles tonight. No smiles tonight from silly Raquel Rodriguez. So, this match went about five minutes or so, six minutes or so. Bailey and Rodriguez had a decent little match here. Nice little story here. Nice little story. You can only tell so much in about five, six minutes. And Rodriguez chased Bailey around ringside. She hid behind Kai and Sky. Rodriguez picked up Sky and threw her into Dakota. Rodriguez tossed around Bailey and hit a spinning slam. Bailey took over, drove Rodriguez into the turnbuckle. Rodriguez started to fight back with a big boot. Damage control, then distracted Raquel. Bailey went right after Rodriguez's knee and made that the target of the match. Bailey targeted the knee, continued to work it over for a couple of minutes. Rodriguez then fired back on one leg, hit a fallaway slam. She was in control, damage control tried to interfere again. Rodriguez dragged Dakota into the ring and hit a twisting elbow on both Dakota and Bailey off the second turnbuckle. Referee tried to get Dakota out of the ring. Sky interfered, and she tried to trip up Raquel. This allowed Bailey to hit the rose plant on Raquel for the one, two, three. And that was it. Damage control gets yet another victory on Friday night. After the match, damage control attacked Rodriguez. And then Shotzi Blackheart made the save. She ran out to help Raquel as damage control was beating her down three-on-one. Cole said she has some respect for Raquel Rodriguez. Now, Shotzi hasn't really done much of anything on Friday night. Last time we saw her, she was acting very heelish. She was a heel. Internally, she was a heel on the main roster. Now, all of a sudden, because Bailey, Dakota, and Io are attacking Rodriguez... They trot-out Shotzi out there, and we are to forget everything that WWE did before with Shotzi Blackheart. So now she is going to operate as a babyface, and I much rather Shotzi... You know, honestly, I really can't tell the difference because I think they're both fucking terrible, but I'd rather take Shotzi over Aaliyah any day of the week. But if we're going to go and do Rodriguez and Shotzi against damage control, I mean, how many different iterations of a tag team are you going to give us to go up against damage control? I don't get it. Maybe we get all of them involved in some way, shape, or form. Maybe these two join. This is a lot better than Aaliyah, I will say, because if it ends up being, I don't know where they're going to fit in. I don't. Now that damage control is on SmackDown, I could see Sasha Banks and Naomi joining them. I could absolutely see this happening. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know where Sasha and Naomi are going to fit in when they come back. Are they going to be heels? Are they going to be baby faces? I don't know. It would make sense to team Bailey and Sasha back up together, damage control along with Sasha and Naomi versus Bianca, Asuka, Alexa, Raquel, and Shotzi in a big five on five Survivor Series match. Whether or not that's War Games, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But. Sasha Banks joining Bayley makes a lot of sense just based off their history. Having it be a Survivor Series match with all ten ladies going after each other makes sense at Survivor Series. Where's Survivor Series taking place this year in Boston? I could see that being a big-time match for WWE if they want to go and do that. But yes, Aaliyah looks to be uh, deleted from this situation. Good deleted off the main roster, she goes back to the PC and she actually learns how to wrestle. It's the best thing for everybody. Apparently Shotzi's tank was in uh, the arena tonight. They didn't use it, but she is now going back to being a babyface, I assume, and the tank is a big babyface proponent of Shotzi Blackheart. Maybe she gets the Blackheart back in her name as well. I, didn't, I never liked just Shotzi. It's like I'm playing Yahtzee. Shotzi! No. Shotzi Blackheart. It's a cool name. And then the tank comes back and she can go on her way to being a decent babyface on Friday night. Everything that Vince McMahon didn't want her to be. Yeah, we'll change this. We'll take that away. We'll change her music. We'll take the tank. We'll cut her last name. Yeah, she'll she'll be fine. She'll be fine. Said Vince and Bruce. Never recovered, did Shotzi. Kayla Braxton. She interviewed Ronda Rousey. Oh man, falling asleep just even thinking about it. Kayla Braxton interviewed Rhonda. She has her matchup against Liv Morgan at Extreme Rules, noting that their last match ended in controversy. Rousey said there would be no controversy this time around. In comes Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan interrupts. She asks Braxton if she could take over, and Braxton stands up and leaves the interview. Liv Morgan sits down, and she looks... I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Maybe I'm just being very picky. Maybe I'm just being a prick for the sake of being a prick. I enjoy Liv Morgan. I do. I think Liv Morgan is a beautiful woman. She looks utterly ridiculous holding that championship the way that she does. The title is bigger than her. It don't even fit over a quarter of her shoulder. She looks ridiculous, holding the championship next to Ronda, talking the way she's talking. Now, I thought this was terrible. This was awful. Whoever designed this sit-down failed tremendously. Liv Morgan sits down, and she said she's never met anyone who has said words that mean nothing more than Rhonda. She said, Rousey doesn't respect her. She says, with all due respect, Ronda, you don't respect me. Liv said she's the only person on the planet who has defeated her twice, so she should respect her. She said, Rousey is saying the things she said all her life about how she isn't good enough and doesn't deserve to be champion. She said she's pinned Ronda twice. She said nothing she can say will earn Rousey's respect. She said, because of this, I will beat you at Extreme Rules. Then she says, I want you at Extreme Rules in an Extreme Rules match. Rousey leaned in and she got serious. She looked live in the face and said, oh Yeah? You want me in an Extreme Rules match? Well, it's going to be your funeral. And that's it. You know, I know there are a lot of Liv Morgan stands out there. I know you want your girl to walk away and remain champion for the rest of the year. This is the end of the line. This is it. It's over. With the Extreme Rules stipulation now in place, there is no conceivable way that Liv Morgan is going to defeat Ronda Rousey in an Extreme Rules match. How ridiculous does Ronda Rousey have to be to go into this match being Ronda Rousey and then lose an Extreme Rules match? Everybody, all these Liv Morgan stands would think, oh, well, well, they're opening up the no DQ stipulation. Liv now has a chance. (laughs) No. You want to go into an Extreme Rules match with somebody that calls herself the baddest bitch on the planet and then you expect Liv Morgan to get a win over the baddest bitch on the planet. I'm sorry, this only opens up Shayna Baszler to getting involved as well and this being a two-on-one situation and her taking Ronda up on her deal from last week. When when you're ready to run this fucking company in this division, you let me know. You know when that's going to be? At Extreme Rules in Philadelphia. Shayna and Ronda... Liv Morgan's finished. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. And how ridiculous does Liv Morgan sound? I beat you twice. What exactly did you do? You didn't do anything. I beat you twice. I'm the only woman on the planet to beat you twice. (laughs) Right? One was a cash-in after she wrestled Natalia for 10 minutes, and then the other one, she tapped out! She tapped out. Before the referee saw anything, she pinned Rhonda's shoulders to the mat instead of looking at Liv Morgan. Tap out. Yeah, some fucking promo there, Liv. You want me to believe that you're going to beat Rhonda? but the two times you beat Rhonda, you look like a loser doing it. And they were a fluke. So pardon me if I don't take Liv Morgan and what she says serious. You need a fucking break with this shit. It's all over. The party's coming to an end. You want me to go buy you tissues? I usually do my food shopping at Stop and Shop on Tuesdays. If Johnson & Johnson tissues are on sale, I'll buy and supply the entire community with fucking tissues for extreme rules. Should be a good time. Moving on. Drew McIntyre, all of a sudden, he's in the arena, standing on the announce desk. He congratulated Karrion Cross for getting his attention. He says he doesn't have the balls to face him man to man. He asked him for a favor and told him to grow a set of balls and step up and fight him. He said time is running out for him, and the only countdown that he has to worry about is three, two, one, lights out, Claymore. Drew McIntyre dropped the microphone, and basically he challenged Karrion Cross to A match at somewhere, someway, somehow, someplace. That place is going to be Extreme Rules. They went backstage. Usos and Sammy were giving Solo Sokoa a pep talk. Jay says they've got his back just like they did last week against Drew McIntyre. Solo said, no, I got it. I got it. Then he told Jay Uso that he was off his game out there earlier. You were off your game, Usos. Then he looked over at Sammy and said, Sammy, you coming with me? Solo Sokoa takes a liking to Sami Zayn. Sammy got wide-eyed. Jay was so upset. Sami Zayn is walking down the aisle with Solo Sokoa. He's legitimately, and I'm laughing my ass off. He's, he's like dancing along with his fucking music. Sami Zayn is fucking great. Sami Zayn is so good. I'm loving Sami Zayn, man. Everybody's starting to love Sami Zayn. Finally, through all these years, man, Sammy finally is getting a major push on the main roster, and it feels genuine. They're not just using him out there as, you know, oh, yeah, Sammy's saying we got to use him. No, they're, they're legitimately using him because he's fucking great. So they shot a clip of Tuesday night with Solo Sokoa beating Carmelo Hayes for the NXT North American Championship. And we got this match with Mad Cat Moss for the North American title. Now, I don't know why this was a title match tonight. I guess uh, what we read, what I talked about on Thursday, Triple H is going to do a lot of cross-promotion. It's going to do a lot of cross-promotion now with NXT going back to, let's be real, it was more of a white and gold with a black trim. But uh, the new logo is very reminiscent of NXT black and gold. That we saw on Tuesday night. And there's going to be a lot of cross-promotion now with Triple H working the main roster. And now changing things in NXT. He's going to get some NXT presence on the main roster to hype up NXT now. So we're going to see a lot of back and forth here on Monday, on Friday, on Tuesday. It's going to be great, hopefully. I'm not excited about NXT yet. If you guys want to go check my opinion out on that, it's on the channel. Thursday we uploaded that. Excellent. Extra, if you missed it. I'll talk about it some more on Sunday because I got more news on it, but if you guys want to go check that out, it's on the channel. This was a decent match. I just don't know why it happened. What did Matt Cat Moss do to deserve a North American championship? I don't know. I think, uh, I think Triple H, he got a little trigger happy here and said, oh, well, I got an NXT title on the main, on the main roster. Let's, uh, let's put it on the line. This was a good match. I can see these two somewhere down the line for an even bigger prize in the future. So, Solo, he was in control. He delivered a back elbow to Madcap. He went up, flying headbutt, hard chops, moss. He was uh, on the defensive. He took over with a shoulder tackle. Zayn's on the outside trying anything to cause a distraction here. This allowed Solo to get control of the match again. He slowed the pace down, belly-to-belly suplex, followed up with a big Umaga splash in the corner. Moss again tries to fight back and make a babyface comeback. Solo stopped him again. Sokoa went for a big splash, but Moss hit a chop block. Moss ran wild, hit a shoulder tackle in the corner, some running clotheslines, a running forearm, and he slammed him down for near fall. Sokoa recovered, hit a Samoan drop on Madcap. Fans were chanting, Uso, Uso. So they were into this. Moss had a fallaway slam. Zayn pulled Sukawa out of the ring before Moss could go for a cover. Moss then chased Zayn around the ring. Sammy gets in the ring. Moss chases him back in the ring. He gets in the ring. He eats his super kick from Solo. Solo then with a urinagi, which looked beautiful. One, two, three, and the urinagi was enough to beat Madcap Moss and him to retain the championship. Decent little match decent little match i can see these two going at it again sometime in the future for a little bit of a bigger prize and it's nice to see madcap back on television man i am a big madcap moss guy a little iffy on the name but madcap as a, as a performer uh, as far as his look goes i'm a madcap guy madcap gets thumbs up of approval from me Michael Cole and Corey Graves confirm the Crown Jewel press conference tomorrow in Las Vegas. Uh, it will be available on all WWE social media, so have at it. And then in the main event, number one contenders, Fatal 4-Way, the Brawling Brutes. This is Butch. Butch has not done anything scrappy do related in weeks. So, God rest his gimmick. It's gone. We don't need to do, let me at him! No more. No more. We're gonna put that joke to rest. Reggie. So we got Butch and Rich Holland versus Hit Row. Hit row. This is uh Top Dalla and Ashanti Adonis with B Fab against Imperium. This is uh Fabian Eichner, who's now Giovanni Vinci. And Marcel Bartel, who is Ludwig Kaiser with Gunther and The New Day. This was very good. Very good Fatal 4-Way match. I enjoyed this a lot. This is why I've been saying, man, WWE's got to start treating tag team wrestling like tag team wrestling on the main roster. And Triple H is showing you that. Triple H is showing you. Wild main event. Four great teams here. So, I don't know if this is legit. Michael Cole noted that the Viking Raiders, they should have been in this match. They should have been in this match for sure. Michael Cole noted that Eric of the Viking Raiders suffered a foot injury during the Viking Rules match with the New Day. So that's why they weren't there. At least we got an explanation. Butch and Ludwig Kaiser, they went one-on-one at the start of the match. The action spilled to the outside. Sheamus and Gunther had a stay down at ringside. Everybody was in between them. Top dollar gave Ashante Adonis a press slam onto everybody over the top. Sheamus and Gunther still looking at each other. So we got a commercial break. Top dollar teased the dive. He got cut off by Kofi Kingston. Butch is in the ring with Kaiser. They're going at it still. He then snapped Kaiser's fingers. Imperium took over, isolated Rich Holland in their corner. Holland recovered through Giovanni Vinci into Hit Row's corner. Top Dalla tagged in, squared off with Rich Holland, two big bulls here. Hit Row took over, sent Holland into the New Day's corner. Kingston tagged himself in and hit the boom drop on Ashante Adonis. Imperium tagged in, quickly regained control. We're going to another commercial break. Kaiser and Kingston... They're in the middle of the ring. Kaiser has Kingston in a chin lock. What else is new? Kingston fought back. He crawled to his corner, tagged in Xavier Woods. Woods ran wild, hit a rolling clothesline on Ludwig. Vinci recovered, destroyed Woods with a clothesline of his own. Butch tagged in, ran wild on everybody. Hit a standing moonsault off the apron, running knee off the apron. Top dollar probably at the spot of the match, believe it or not. He takes Butch, and he takes Kingston, and then he takes Woods. He's got all three guys. He's got Woods in his arms. He's got Butch and Kofi Kingston on his back, right? And then he slams all three of these guys down. Unbelievable. It was very, very impressive. So shout out to Top Dollar for that, man. It's coming along. That could be a great spot for him. That could be something that pops the crowd and gets the crowd going, man. He's found something. Good for him. Top Dollar then tried to powerbomb Rich Holland. Holland impressively picked up Top Dollar, who is 360 pounds, and delivered an Alabama slam. Beautiful. To Top Dollar. Kingston ran in. He ran wild. Hit a suicide dive on Top Dollar. Bullfrog splash on Adonis. Imperium tagged themselves in blind. Hit the Imperial bomb on Kingston. However... Holland blind-tagged himself in, and after the Imperial bomb by Imperium, he got a pinfall victory. He stole one from Imperium, and the Brawling Brutes get a number one contendership for the tag team titles against the Usos next week on SmackDown. So I like that. I like that. You know, the Brawling Brutes are so over that a loss to the Usos... They could easily factor Sami Zayn in there to kind of, you know, potentially mess things up. So I like that, you know, it could work in that favor. I know you don't want to see someone like the Brawling Brutes lose, going into a match knowing that they're going to lose. But I could see them factoring Sami Zayn into that and even causing more dissension between Sami Zayn and the Usos. Obviously, you know, they're not going to win the tag team titles, but it's better than seeing the New Day again. It's better than throwing Hit Row out there who just came back and getting a tag team title match that they're not going to win. It's better than the Shreve Prophets. It's better than Imperium because they're going to be a big deal. You don't want to have them lose, right? So I could see them taking somebody like the Brawling Brutes and using them in a great match with the Usos. It should be a banger. And factor Sami Zayn into that and maybe cause further dissension between the Usos, Jay Uso specifically, and Sami Zayn. So I like it. I think it's good. And next week, Roman Reigns returns. He obviously will be talking about Logan Paul. Braun Strowman goes one-on-one with Otis. And we got the Usos defending against the Brawling Brutes, the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. SmackDown looking decent next week. And this is what I said on Monday, man. Triple H is booking matches a week in advance so that you know. If this was Vince McMahon, we wouldn't find out what happens on next week's SmackDown until 7.30. I like the fact that he's putting matches out there, advertising them, and getting you ready for next week's show already. Decent SmackDown. Wasn't overly exciting. Second hour was much better than the first hour. But all in all, so-so for Friday Night SmackDown tonight. Anyway, guys, we're, we're, we're going to go over Rampage. Briefly. And I mean Briefly. We're not going to do a full-fledged review on Ramp. It was boring. It was boring. Take a sip of my beverage here, man. Reggie. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you joining me, man. We got 2,300 in the venue. It's slow for a Friday night, man. Listen, I got 760 likes on the live show. Where is the 1,000 minimum? Have I not entertained you? Have I not given you knowledge coming out of this review, huh? I'm going to need you guys to hit that thumbs up, man. Tonight's show... And I love this, man. Tonight's show is sponsored... By my great friends over at Z Biotics, man. Look at this sexy packaging, bro. Look at this shit. I love it. You got... How many bottles? One, two, three, four, five, six bottles. You got a user manual. So you know what you're doing. You can't mess this up. You can't mess this up. And it says the first of many good decisions. Right there. I love it, man. Z I'm so happy to have them on board, man. I've been eyeing this product for a little bit. And you know me, man. I love my cold beverages. I love my cold beverages. I love going out and having a good time. But man, oh man. When we got something like this, I'm excited. Now, what is it? What is it? It's engineered by PhD scientists. Z-Biotics is a probiotic drink that breaks down the byproduct of alcohol, which is most responsible for rough mornings after drinking. The process is very simple, guys. You drink a bottle of Z-Biotics before your first drink of alcohol. Normally, I would say, you know, you're at home, you're getting ready, you're going to take public transportation, right? You got to be safe. Uber, train. Down a bottle before you go out. You go have a good time. One bottle is all you need for the night, whether you have one drink or multiple drinks. You drink responsibly, you pace yourself, you get a good night's sleep, enjoy the next day feeling refreshed and ready to make the most of it. When you drink one of these drinks, a toxic byproduct of alcohol builds up in your unprepared gut. It's the byproduct, not dehydration, that causes you to feel terrible the next day after drinking. So Z-Biotics, they produce an enzyme like the one your liver uses to break down this byproduct. And this is real science. It works. No random plant extract extracts. No off-the-shelf ingredients. Nothing crazy at all. It's safe. It's FDA compliant for safety. The ingredients, you want me to go over the ingredients for you? It's water, patented probiotic, and natural flavor. It's vegan, no sugar, gluten, or calories. You store at room temperature. It doesn't even have to be refrigerated. And you get a 100% money-back guarantee if you're not satisfied. Acts like your liver, but in your gut where you need it most. Now, when I go out drinking, normally I like to drink. I I, I don't drink before, like, a, a wrestling show. So before you guys meet me on Wednesday at the Mean I'm going to be having a Z-Biotic before I go and drink. And you know what? I'm going to be in tip-top shape to work that same night and work Grand Slam and give you guys the best post-show and the best podcast in the entire community I don't have to worry about Working in that condition I don't have to worry about going to sleep And waking up with A shit feeling in the morning It works I love it Get 15% off your first order of Zbiotics Pre-alcohol probiotic By clicking the link that I've pinned Not only at the top of the comment section But In the description And in the comment section After this video goes live pinned at the top. 15% off and use my code SCRIPTS at checkout. That's zbiotics.com code script at checkout or you guys can use zbiotics.com slash and get 15% off of your first order. I love it. I want to thank them for once again supporting the podcast right here on Off The Script. Happy to have them on board, man. Happy to have them on board. Let's move on to Rampage. Boring. Was Rampage. I got geeks on. Well, which uh what, what did you what what show did you watch? Did you watch the same show as us? Yeah, I did and it was boring. Boring. Shit is not good. Friday nights for AEW sucks. So, we started the show. This was obviously taped in Albany on Wednesday. We had Excalibur, Chris Jericho, Tony Schiavone, Jim Ross was on commentary. Everybody was wondering where Jim Ross was on Wednesday. He was on Rampage. Darby Allen beat Matt Hardy. <sighs> Darby Allen beat Matt Hardy. In the opening of the match, Hardy missed the moonsault. Allen caught a code red for a near fall. Allen locked on the last supper, got the pinfall. One, two, three. That was it. Hardy, he looked decent in this match. He's got a little bit left to go before he calls it quits. Apparently, he's, uh, he's hyping up the return of Jeff Hardy. A brand new Jeff Hardy is coming to AEW. You should be cleared and ready to go, Jeff Hardy. Very, very, very soon. I wonder what they're going to do. Is he, he going to go solo? Is he going to come back and do the Hardy Boys thing? I don't know. I don't know where Jeff Hardy's going to fit in. After the match, the lights went out. They came back up. Brody, King, and Julia Hart were in the ring with Hardy. King clotheslined Hardy and demanded Sting and Darby Allen come back out because they had left. King challenged Darby and Sting for a no-disqualification match next week at Grand Slam. So this is going to be the House of Black minus Malachi. This is going to be Brody King and Buddy Matthews against Sting and Darby Allin in a no-DQ match. So they're still using the House of Black. Now, I don't know if this means one of two things. One, AEW owns the name House of Black, and they're they're going to continue the House of Black with Brody King and Buddy Matthews as a tag team. Or maybe they go out and get a new leader. Or if this is going to lead to AEW getting Malachi Black after all this is over, you know, they're leaving him out there as a potential to come on back and resume his duties with the House of Black. They gave him his conditional, highly conditional release. I don't know if they're hopeful he'll come back, but I don't really think that's going to be the case. I think Malachi is going to sit out as long as it needs to be and then go back to Paul Levesque and go back to WWE. I think that's what's going to happen. So, I don't know. I'm intrigued about Brody King and Buddy Matthews, though. Are they going to operate as a tag team? Are they going to go their separate ways? Is it still going to be the House of Black? I don't know. Malachi, I, 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 I pray for him. I, I wish nothing but the best. But, you know, him walking away for whatever reason, it's none of our business, creatively frustrated with everything that happened to the House of Black, I get it. But you left Darby, or you left uh, Brody, rather, and Julia and Buddy to kind of fend for themselves here. And I don't know, if Tony Khan didn't book Malakai the right way, do you really trust him to book Brody King and Buddy Matthews the right way? I don't know. So that's taking place at Grand Slam. Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara. That was announced for Grand Slam. Rampage Grand Slam. Kingston called Guevara a horrible, rotten human being in a pre-tape promo to set up the match. So this was all stemming from... Their little back and forth that got Eddie Kingston suspended and Sammy Guevara, he kind of gave away the outcome of the match in his apology or his explanation of what had happened weeks ago. So I don't know what's going to happen here. Apparently they're both on the same page and we're getting this match that should have been happening at All Out now at Rampage Grand Slam next Friday. This is something I don't understand. There is going to be an AEW Grand Slam Golden Ticket Battle Royal. And the winner of this Battle Royal gets a title shot at a set date and time. I I don't know why this is being done. Now, I have questions. Why are we getting a Golden Ticket Battle Royal when MJF is already holding a briefcase or, or a poker chip? For a number one contendership. So we're going to have two number one contenders for the world championship. Whereas MJF not considered a number one contender for the world championship. He's considered an outlaw or a wild card, per se, who's got a guaranteed title shot. And they're not calling that the number one contendership. But we got MJF carrying around a title match. We got a golden ticket battle royal. And the winner of this battle royal gets a title match against either Brian Danielson or John Moxley, is it really necessary? Is it really fucking necessary? So this is what I don't get. Well, you know, we never get things in moderation here. It's like Tony Khan wants to give you the entire fucking buffet. Meanwhile, bro, I'm full already, bro. I'm full. I can only manage a plate and maybe another scoop or a serving of something else. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want no dessert. I just want to go to the bar, sit down, and have a couple of drinks. That's all I want. This guy's bringing out seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve 10, 11, 12 course meals. Why? Why do we need a battle royal to determine a number one contender for a title shot that they're not going to win? I don't understand the logic. Who wins it? Who gives a shit? They're not beating Moxley or Bryan, whoever walks out of the fucking match on Wednesday as the world champion. I guess MJF is not considered the number one contender, and he's more operating like he's holding a money in the bank briefcase. He's going to cash in wherever he wants. I wish that was detailed by the commentary team. Fucking ridiculous. Claudio, he's out there with Wheeler Yuta. He did an in-ring interview with Tony Schiavone. Claudio, he went over Yuta's loss to Daniel Garcia. Said Yuta is going to get back the pure championship when the time is right. Celebrated his win over Dax. Said it was one of the hardest matches he's ever wrestled. But by the end of next week, the Blackpool Combat Club will have two world champions. Himself, and either John Moxley or Brian Danielson with the AEW World Title. Chris Jericho then jumps off commentary who just by the way and again I may be I may be critical here and I and it comes from a good place and I get that Tony Khan wants to load up the show and sell tickets and yada yada yada. Chris Jericho jumps off commentary He starts cutting a promo on Claudio. He chimed in that he's been a world champion in WWF, WWE, WCW. He was the first AEW world champion. He's a seven-time world champion. And Jericho declared he's going for the Ocho. Number eight. And he challenged Claudio for a Ring of Honor world title match on Dynamite next Wednesday. Claudio was hoping that he would get this challenge... He says he's waited for this for a long time and he accepted. Chris Jericho just lost a match to Brian Danielson on Wednesday. And then come Friday, we're just willy-nilly throwing out Ring of Honor World Championship matches with absolutely no rhyme or reason. I mean, is it necessary? I I, I get the fact that you want to load up the show. But I don't know how anybody could sit there, oh, it's going to be a great match. Yeah, it's going to be a great match. It's Jericho and Claudia. How could it not be a great fucking match? But does it make sense? Everything that was happening on Wednesday's show made logical, storyline sense. But this match, this match is just thrown onto the show because it's Chris Jericho and Claudio Castagnoli for the Ring of Honor World Title. I am sick to my stomach over the Ring of Honor shit. In fact, I can't stand. I can't stand Ring of Honor. I can't. The more I see these titles dancing around and parading on Dynamite and parading around on Rampage, I can't fucking stand Ring of Honor. I can't stand the fact that Tony Khan purchased the fucking piece of shit. Why? Why do we have pure titles and TV titles and world titles? All over the fucking show. We can't even book the TNT title right. The Ring of Honor world title is being booked. They don't even have a fucking show. And that title is being booked better than fucking Wardlow in the TNT title. Why? Why? I can't fucking wait for Ring of Honor to get their own show. I really wish I could say, get them out! Get them out. What a waste of time. Oh, but it's a great wrestling match. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It doesn't make sense. Jericho just lost a world championship opportunity. Yes, let's gift him another world championship. Unreal. No, but I complain just for the sake of complaining, right? Sure. I don't know what the fuck you guys are watching. Lexi Nair interviewed Jake Cargill and the baddies. They were interrupted by Diamante diamante challenged yes diamante when was the last time you seen diamante on dynamite when i'll wait i'll be waiting here it'll be fucking christmas before anybody comes up with the fucking right answer diamante challenged jake cargill and promised to bring the baddest bitch in the 305 with her who's the baddest bitch Who's the baddest pitch in the 305? Let me guess. You're going to bring Mia Yim? Mia Yim is going to come to AEW, right? Jake Cargill going through Diamante. I mean, if you give a shit about this, my God, man, you are absolutely. Woohoo! You're out there, man. Nobody cares. Nobody. Nobody, this is a waste of my time. A waste. You know where I'll be while this match is happening? I'll be on the fucking toilet forcing myself to take a shit. Red velvet? I don't care. Who, who cares? Who cares who comes to the fucking New York City Grand Slam? Who cares? Red Velvet, Mia Yim, who cares? Sonny Kiss. Diamante, nobody cares. Penelope Ford versus uh, Willow Nightingale. Give me a fucking break. Give me a break with this shit. Ford, big kick, Moodle Lock, goodbye. She beats Willow. Ethan Page defeated Dan Housen in one minute with an Ego's Edge crucifix bomb. Ricky Starks talks about powerhouse Hobbs at All Out losing, being distracted by QT Marshall promised he'd see Harps, Harps, Hobbs. Personally, I guess that would be uh, Hobbs and Starks, Harps merged together. Hobbs, personally, in New York. Look at this shit, look at this shit, next week's show. Now, yes, they got two hours next week. They got two hours next week. Action, Bronson, and hook versus 2.0. Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara. Jay Cargill versus Diamante for the TBS championship. Golden ticket, Battle Royal. We got Jay Lethal, Adam Page, Penta, and Lance Archer pictured as big men in the match. Hobbs versus Starks, Ray Phoenix versus Jungle Boy, and Darby Allin's thing versus House of Black. No DQ. Sounds like a loaded show. Sounds like a loaded show. I don't know why we need Jay Cargill versus Diamante on there, but it is what it is. And Samoa Joe beat Josh Woods. Ian Riccaboni was on commentary for this match and went 10 minutes. We got Sterling distracting Joe, or at least trying to. Woods rolled up Joe for a near fall. Woods hit a knee strike out of a fireman's carry for a near fall. Woods walked into an STO. Joe popped Nice when he jumped on the apron. Joe then puts Woods on the second turnbuckle. And muscle buster for the one, two, three. He retains the Ring of Honor TV title after the match. Nice jumped Joe from behind. And Sterling helped make it a three-on-one. Wardlow ran in to make a save. Wardlow set up Sterling for the Powerbomb Symphony. Nice pulled him out of the ring. Wardlow and Joe stood eye-to-eye in the ring, then saluted each other. And this sets up Wardlow and Samoa Joe versus Tony Nice and Woods next week for Rampage Grand Slam. You know, I always thought Tony Khan was going to make Rampage a little bit more uh, grand and a little bit more important. Hopefully that starts next week because they got a loaded show. And why is Wardlow in another tag team match and not defending the TNT title? I'd love for somebody to fill me in on that one too. Or is this going to be the end of this Mark Sterling, Tony Nese bullshit and then he's going to move on to Samoa Joe? Is that what's going to happen? Because I'll take that. I'll definitely take that. Show is boring. Boring. Hopefully next week they turn the page and Rampage feels a little bit more important. Moving on. Let's get to the Super Chats. Appreciate you guys very much, man, for hanging out with me on your Friday night. Telling you, man, the Ring of Honor, the Ring of Honor titles are more important than the fucking TNT title. Is Gail Kim from the 305? I don't know. Where's the 305? What is the 305? It's got to be Southern Cali, right? Miami. It's Miami. I was way off. 305. It's Miami. Who who is she going to bring from Miami? I don't know. We will see. Anyway, guys, hit that thumbs up, man. We are uh, a little bit more a 100 likes away from 1,000. Mercedes Martinez. There you go. Yeah, I could see that. I could see another Ring of Honor champion. JD CM Punk is winning that battle royal. CM Punk is out for nine months, J-Rods. Where the fuck have you been? Anyway, guys, hit that thumbs up, man. Get those super chats in. Get those memberships in. And go check out man Zbiotics. seriously go and click the link you will not regret I know most of you love to indulge in a nice cold alcoholic beverage well you need is Zbiotics man see? Right here. see that that little bottle Zbiotics man make sure you go click that link zbioticscom code scripts or zbioticscom slash scripts and get yourself off, man. Let's start at the top. Jedi Joker, $2 Super Chat. JD, you missed my $5 Super Chat. I'm going back and reading it, Joker. $5 Super Chat. What's up, OTS family? I joined late. I'll rewatch later, says Jedi Joker on Wednesday's Dynamite post show. Sorry if you already talked about it, but did you see the drama between EC3 and Patrick Clark? Yes, I did, brother. I talked about it on the extra. I did on Thursday. Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat. What the fuck? Logan, Roman, and Saudi. Who books this shit? Paul Levesque books this shit. Courtesy of the Crown Prince. Tony Brown with a $4.99 Super Chat. My favorite meets. Bailey. Oh yeah, she got dude, she got meat for days. She got meat for days, bro. $2 super chat from Michelle Moran. Darby sting tag team match. Shut up for the new House of Black member. I could see that. Does Sting join the House? Is Sting the new member, the new leader of the House of Black? Or is Darby the new member of the House of Black? I don't know. Joseph Taylor with a $3 super chat. Claudio Jericho for the Ring of Honor title. Take my money. Oh, they'll take your money, bro. They'll take your money. Dev to dust, $2 super Casino or Goodfellas? Casino. Filthy Slimes with a $4.99 Super Chat. I have no doubt this match between Roman and Logan will be good. But outside of the money, there is no logical booking reason. No, there's not. And anybody that tries to tell you that there is or makes up an excuse that there is, there isn't. The dud with a $2 super chat. I think the House of Darby will start soon. No, it's not gonna be the House of Darby. I don't know why they turned Darby uh, heel from a babyface. Doesn't make sense. Tenorio one two way with five dollar super jet. What's JD? What's good JD? Do you listen to these bands? Halloween, Creator, Dragon Force, and Motorhead. Uh, Halloween, some of their stuff. Creator, yes. Dragon Force, yes. Motorhead, I do not listen to Motorhead. I think they're incredibly overrated. Lord J. Coyle with a 12-month membership. Thank you, Lord J. I think the Roman Reigns-Logan Paul match is ridiculous. Feels like something Vince would have done. Glad I'm finally a 12-month VIP. On the road to that gold mic now. Uh, Lord J., yes. Um, The gold mic is not the gold standard anymore, bro. We're getting two new badges. 48-month is what you guys are going to strive for, and it's going to be glorious. Tenario, also with a $5 Super Jet. What's up, JD? New York style or Chicago? Come on, bro, really? New York style or Chicago deep dish? Who the fuck do you think I am, Tenario? You think I'm some Mark from Chicago? No. Filthy Slimes with a $4.99 Super Jet. I remember they teased Shinsuke and Roman after Mania and forgot all about it. It's because Shinsuke is dead in the water, bro. They got no plans for Shinsuke. Louis S. With a $10 Super Chat. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for being here, Louis S. Sean Ray J. With a $10 Super Chat. Logan tried to give the Cena Reigns promo with the one two three, And the problem is that no one gives a fuck about Logan Paul. Indeed. Logan Paul's a decent promo. It's just... Nobody believes any, anything that's coming out of his mouth. Hoyt Reynaldo with a new membership. Hoyt, what are you drinking, brother? Thank you, man. Joshua Simo with a 499 Superjet. I have an idea. How about they put Roman in more than just one-on-one matches to truly challenge him? Bro, I, I just, I can't wait for Roman to lose the title. It, it's going to be like, finally. Fucking finally when it happened. MJ with a two dollars super chat. Logan wins the title. WWE would have a huge viral moment. No, not in a thousand lifetimes. MJ. JW Universe with a five dollars super chat. Just left the show. Got a bag full of Bloodline merch. Thanks for three years of laughs. JW Universe. Here's the three more, brother. Hollywood guy with a $5 super chat. Bad Bunny vs. Logan Paul versus Johnny Knoxville. it gets Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, of course. Andrea West of the 499 Super Chat. Hey, J.D., I'm just curious on your opinion on who's going to win, Brian or Mox. I'm excited since this will be my first AEW event ever. Uh, Andrea, that's quite the show for your first show. Uh, hopefully, you'll be at the meet and greet. The Wood Lots... Woodside Avenue, Woodside, New York. 12-minute car ride to Arthur Ashe and about six or seven stops on the train to Arthur Ashe. Andrea, I'm going with Brian. I think Brian would be a great leader for AEW. I think Moxley giving him the title again for a third time only to inevitably drop it to MJF. Not really uh, exactly what I want to see. I'm going with uh, Brian Danielson. Captain Solo with a $5 super chat. Do you think CM Punk is finished? Oh, we've seen the last of him in a wrestling ring. I uh, equate Serena Deeb as the female version of Bret Hart. So do I. Uh, no, CM Punk is not finished. He will be back. There's still too much money to be made off CM Punk. Phil with a 1999 super chat. Logan versus Roman is a joke. They are telling you that they are gifting Roman an easy win to WrestleMania. I feel bad for guys like Rollins, Owens, Lashley, Styles, and others. It's so sad seeing how this run turned out. Phil, uh, I agree. And I think the second half of Roman's title run has been a complete failure. They bombed it so badly. Treehouse with a $5 super chat just because salutes everybody. Hashtag OTS. Treehouse, thank you, brother. JD, would I like a NXT takeover at Hammerstein Ballroom? Yes, I would. I'd be there. Sean Ray J with a $20 super chat. Thank you, Ray J. J. Um, Them adding the Extreme Rules stip means Liv will most likely win another shocking upset. Regardless of how horrific the booking has been so far, this match is her prove-it match. I have high standards in this. I trust H. No, I don't see it that way. The baddest bitch in the WWE. The baddest bitch on the planet you're going to have the baddest bitch on the planet lose a, a, a no-disqualification match. I don't, I don't get that. Phil with a 999 super jet. I feel so bad for Raquel because not only was it bad booking from the start when they immediately put her in a title picture, but now she's locked into tag teams. Shayna and Rhea suffer the same fate. I know. I, I know. It's almost as if Bruce Pritchard's still booking the women's division. Captain Solo, do you think Liv Morgan should turn heel? I find her a terribly cringe babyface, and only Papa H knows how to properly push Sami Zayn. $5 Super Chat. Uh, do I think she should turn heel? I don't know if she'd even be a good heel. At this point, I think. At this point, I think she would probably be a better heel than a babyface. And Charlotte costing Rhonda, I could see that too, but I hope to God not. Jake Carpenter with a $4.99 Super Chat. What's up, J.D.? I'm enjoying an All Hallows treat from gang in the venue this evening. Is that something I don't know of, uh, Jake? An All Hallows treat. What is that? Do I have to look that up? Why have I not seen this? Imperial chocolate peanut butter Stout, Bro. It comes in four packs. I have to find this tomorrow. Sweet and spooky, like the perfect Halloween night. All Hallows treat rekindles your favorite childhood holiday memories. Aromas and flavors of dark chocolate, creamy peanut butter, and soft vanilla with a smooth body and medium mouthfeel. It's the perfect throwback that brings you to your first bite of chocolate peanut butter cups. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Where do I find this? Where do I find this? Jake Carpenter. Comment of the evening. Joseph Taylor with a $3 super chat. Grand Slam Rampage is looking awesome. Yes, all of Rampage and Dynamite is looking awesome. With some questionable booking decisions. Gary Gordon with a $10 super chat. Not only is Sami Zayn great, he's making others around him better. That's what guys like Sami Zayn do, bro. Phil with a $9.99 super chat. I know it would never come to this, but... Would you ever think about not doing the Rampage portion of the reviews because it's been so bad? By the way, they trademarked House of Black. I figured they did. Uh, you know, I actually had the podcast slated for 10, 10.20 tonight, and I was not going to watch Rampage, but I decided against it late, around 9.20. And then I saw Salamance was going live afterwards, and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go live at 11.20. Whatever. Uh, Joseph Taylor with a $5 super chat. JD, you and I both know Vince would have buried Ring of Honor if he bought. Yes, he was never going to revive Ring of Honor. He just wanted the tape library. Pony Sose with a nine 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 super chat. JD, bro, my wishes. Triple H hopefully completes. Glorious Bobby Roode. Call up grizzled young veterans. Bronson Reed. Drew Gulak push. Pay-per-view stages. Getting rid of gimmick pay-per-views. Thoughts? Um, Glorious Bobby Roode, yes, absolutely. Grizzled Young Veterans, they are with Joe Gacy now. They are no longer the Grizzled Young Veterans. Bronson Reed, I hope Bronson Reed's back. Drew Gulash couldn't care less about. Pay-per-view stages? Sure, why not? Gimmick pay-per-views, they gotta go. I agree. Philip Newton, will you watch once Ring of Honor gets a show? Of course, I will watch. Captain Solo with a $2 super chat. Are you a fan of the band Hatebreed, OTS for Life? Uh, Not a fan, but I do enjoy some of their work. My favorite Hatebreed song is Destroy Everything. That would be one of the top contenders. If I had wrestling theme music, that would be one of my songs. The other one would be Power Shifter by Fear Factory. And a glorious one with a $5 super chat. The 305 baddest chick moniker belongs to Trina, rapper. If she shows up, that would be funny. And the firm name comes from the rap group of Nas, A, Z, and Foxy Brown. Bro, you speak in a language that isn't one that I speak. The 305 baddish chick moniker belongs to Trina, a rapper. I I I don't know, bro. Again, I, I I Diamante, man, I I don't care. Who cares? We're about to wrap up here, man. Another couple of weeks in the beer garden. And then we'll be uh going back to the OTS venue, man. We're going back to the OTS venue, bruh. The venue, the old school venue. You guys know the venue, right? You guys know the venue, right? The old school venue? Yeah. I love it. We'll be there. We'll be there, bruh. Sean Watkins with a 11 months. Thank you, Sean Watkins. Salute to you, bro. The best to ever do it. Sean. I know. Guys, circle it on your calendars, bro. Circle it on your calendars, man. Meet and greet VIP meetup next Wednesday at 3 p.m. in New York City. Right before Grand Slam at the Wood Lots in Woodside, New York. Woodside Avenue. Circle it on your calendars. Be sure to get there. 12-minute Uber ride and six or seven stops, I believe it is, on the train to get to Arthur Ashe if you're going to the show. ZBiotics, man. Go check it out. Check it out. ZBiotics.com slash scripts. Click the link. You guys know what to do. Follow me on Twitter at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Pony Soze, If you're going to change carry across a song, I always pictured him coming out to Desperate Cry by Sepultura. It's a great fucking song, man. It's my favorite Sepultura album, Arise. Oh. Classic. Classic. Probably the greatest thrash metal album of all time. Twitter at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Hit that subscribe button. And go check out all the other content, man. I need those guitar emojis in the chat. My VIPs in there, those Mustangs, and I need that music on max. Guys, I'll see you Sunday night live for episode 444 of the podcast right here on Off The Script. I'll see you guys later.